everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of Highly Heard, the podcast where two best friends hip each other to new music, break it down from a slightly skewed musician's perspective, and record it just for you. My name is Sybil Chanel, and with me, as always, the talented singer, songwriter, and graphic artist, the homie, Rowan Smith. What's happening, Sybil? How you been? I'm good, dude. How are you? Exhausted. Good. Exhausted. Been working my ass off. And Word. I know you have too, right? You've been Word. like doing a school thing and a job thing. and Right? Uh, I'm adulting. Wow. That's pretty That's pretty heavy. Yeah, man. There's, there's a lot happening, which is good though. Yeah. It's all good. It's, it's all beautiful. It's, it is good, right? It's good to be busy, especially in, in the world of today where people are having a pretty rough time. So Yo. to be able to work and pay your bills at all is a good thing. Word. And another good thing, as we know, and another important thing is having good music in your life, Sybil. Indeed. And Indeed. I got to say, you put some really <clears throat> good music in my life today. You know what? I'm going to say that you did the same. Woo. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy. I'm really happy to hear that. I, w- I was worried because I know when we first spoke about, well, let's, no. just say, let's right. just say that you had a hard time getting into the record. That I gave you, so Fair I'm enough. glad that you that you got in, that you found an in. Fair um, enough, I did. So, <clears throat> what record did I give you this week? You gave me Prince, the mm. Rainbow Children. Prince's Rainbow Children. And what yes. did I give you? You gave me Janelle Monae's uh, Arc Android. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, man. How I am you... incredibly raspy, right? Quick, so I'm just, I just have to say, throughout this episode, I'm probably gonna sound real husky. <laughs> Real girl six. Um, I mean, no harm. There's also going to be a lot of uh, what's that woman, Kathleen Turner? Kathleen Turner. Yeah, with a bunch of (coughs) yeah. But uh, (laughs) I just had to go ahead and put out my disclaimer. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I appreciate that. Uh, But how did you how did you find this Janelle Monae record? I mean, everybody saw the video when it came out. The song was everywhere from the first single off of that record. But how did you like discover Janelle Monae's presence really? Honestly, dude. All right. So back in the day, I, I won't talk about the year and all that. Cause sure. that all, but back in the day I was up late night watching, uh, one of those late night TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember if it was Jimmy Kimmel it might have been Jimmy Kimmel, but it was it was one of those type of shows. Sure. I'll say that in that time slot, same kind of situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> late night, late night, and uh, and I just so happened to catch it when the musical guest was coming out, and he's like musical, you know, blah 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 blah. Janelle Monae, boom, out comes this good looking tiny little thing mm-hmm. in a suit. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, and. Um, she breaks into Sincerely Jane. Okay. I think that's the one. Da, 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 da. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she breaks into Sincerely Jane, <clears throat> and I'm blown the fuck away. Yeah. And completely captivated. Mm-hmm. And the internet search began. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a deep rabbit hole with this one. Dude. So I came across, I, actually, this isn't even, when I, when I went searching on the interwebs, this album was not out. It it wasn't what had you know. Sure. So she was just dropping like it was just like the single situation. Mm-hmm. Um, she had that and she had uh, tightrope. Mm. Yeah, uh, that song came out too, That's and the that one, was another. That was the one that I discovered her with because that was her first single. <laughs> it was like it was everywhere that that first song. That, yeah, that was a banger. That that got that was a banger that got thrown in commercials mm-hmm. and all kind of yeah. stuff. But uh, anyway, I came across 
um, on the interwebs, I came across something that they called her demo album. Uh huh. And it was this. It was it was beautiful. Uh-huh. There were some dope songs on it. And uh, finally, anyway, long story short, this album finally dropped. Got on it, listened to it, dug the fuck out of the concept. Yeah. And then just, yeah, I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, I think this could be this. This is definitely a uh, a highly heard concept album episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Ro. Yeah. Where this album come from? How'd you end up with with Rainbow Children? How'd you get that album and pass it on to me? All right, so <clears throat> as is the case with a lot of albums that that are in my collection, I was uh, at Warehouse Music when they were going out of business, mm. and I was digging through records, getting them for you know <clears throat> fifty cents a piece. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> you okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm flimmed up. That's all. And uh, yeah, so I was digging through records, getting them for like 50 cents a piece. And I came across this album with this amazing artwork on the front. And the artwork reminded me of uh, local artist Lionel Milton. And I, was, I thought for a split second that it was him, but then I, I saw it wasn't. Um, and it just said Rainbow Children on it. I didn't know it was a Prince album. And uh, when I got out into the car, I looked at the spine. And on the spine is a tiny little painting of Prince's head on the spine of the CD. He's not on the cover. His name is not on the cover. Uh, when you open it up, there's artwork of him inside. Uh, but he's not promoted on the cover of the album, except this tiny little painting on the, on the spine of the album. Word. So then I realized I had just bought a Prince album. I had no idea that I had purchased a Prince album. And when I put it on, I was really surprised because, uh, it was, it's a very different album than what he was working with before. Um, and so I dug into it and, uh, turned out he was on this whole other path religiously. And it, it, it just turned out to be, I felt like one of his most adventurous albums to date. And so it became one of my favorites. Word. Um, real quick. What do you mean by it was like different than what he'd done? Oh, uh, yeah. Because for uh, a long time there, especially in the late nineties, he was, um, more, uh, rock and pop. Um, there was also a lot more anger in his music. This was a time when he was going through uh, the whole the whole name change thing. He was the symbol, the artist formerly known as Prince, right? And uh, he was going through that stuff with Warner Brothers. And so his music had kind of an anger to it. It had uh, an attitude to it. It was a lot more rock and pop infused. This particular album is kind of a return to jazz and funk and the organic, right? So uh, his guitar solos aren't just what we expect from Prince, which is always a great thing. But uh, his guitar solos on this are even just, they sound more studied, more focused. There's more clarity in his playing and in his ideas. I don't know. It's just different than what he gave us before. And also uh, the themes on the album are, while uh, they're not new themes for him, they're approached from a different angle and, and, and with a different uh, with a different narrative surrounding them. Fair enough. All right. <clears throat> Let's Rochambeau. Let's do this. Let's get it out to of the way. figure out what album. Which album we're going to talk about first. About. All right, here we go. Ready? Nope. No? <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, ready. On go. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, shit. I just won. Oh, you did. That's the first time. That's the first time. The paper covers rock, right? (laughs) That we have not tied for like the first couple. Yeah. All All right. right. So I won. I think I want to talk about. 
Hmm. I want to talk about this Janelle Monae record, to be honest with you. I'm shocked that you want to go. First. I want to. I'm. We're, we're going to save the best for last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Come on. <clears throat> Let's do All it. All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play the song that got me into this record. It's probably the song that everybody uh, associates with her because it's probably. I'm going to say it's her biggest hit to date. The tightrope featuring. Uh, I take your pain away. Some people talk about you like they know all about you When you get down they doubt you And when you dip it on the scene Yeah they talking about it Cause they can't tip on the scene What you talk about it t -t -t talking about it When you get elevated They love it or they hate it You dance up on the haters Keep getting funky on the scene While they jumping around you They trying to take all of your dreams But you can't allow it Cause baby whether you're high Correct. Uh, Tipping on the tightrope, Janelle Monet's uh, 2010 release, The Arc Android, featuring Big Boy from Outkast, one of my favorite rappers. Uh, the bass line on this one gets me every time. As soon as it starts. Yeah. So slick, man. It and, is. And then, and I can't help but think of the dance that she did with this in the video, that like that slick ass little tightrope walk kind of thing that she um, did. For me, in this this song and this whole thing, and the dance and everything, to me this was a deep James Brown homage type of deal. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and folks in that in that vein, because there's people before him. There's a uh, Jackie Wilson and sure, you know what I'm saying. Like I can go back, but. To, to to performance in that in that realm, mm -hmm. I feel like this was a a hat tip. I would will. agree. I would agree. Uh, it's something that she did throughout this entire record. There's not one song on this record that is the same genre. Uh, the only through line in this album is first off her voice, of course, and second the story, this weird science fiction story that she's telling about the android the arc <clears throat> the arc android living in in the future city of metropolis this woman at first when i put on the record i was like okay yeah i mean it's good you know and yeah. as i was listening to it uh, i started falling down the rabbit hole on the internet and i was uh really struck by her science fiction edge right because i'm kind of a science fiction nerd myself i loved it this that element of the of the album i love that she had a very strong and very definite concept mm -hmm. and that she art i think she articulated it well not only did she articulate um, it well she's carried it out through a series of albums it's an ongoing yes. story yeah she's 
she's remained true to herself. Yeah. And true to her original concepts. Sure. And I appreciate her for that. But what she does with her original concepts is steeps them in uh, very familiar territory musically. Like, every song on this album, the only thing that's breaking molds is her story. Everything she's done on this album has been done by other people. Whether it's the Pixies, whether it's Gnarls Barkley, whether it's... Uh, she, she even goes into neo-punk on a, on a song. She does... I, I'm gonna talk about one of them. She does, uh, she does Celtic folk. Like, she goes through the gambit of music genre, musical genre. I agree with you. This album is a journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's a journey. Not only sonically, but also in, in story. In story, yeah. This this album is totally a journey, so, and she makes multiple stops, and you're right. It is a multi-genre. Is that possible? I don't know if multi, that's a word. It's a multi-genre Multi-genre. Album. Yeah. All right, so let me talk about the story of this album real quick. Do that, do that. All right, so she... Uh, the conceit of this record is that Janelle Monet is from the future, the year 2719. One day after work, she is kidnapped by some evil corporation and her DNA is taken and she is sent through a time warp to present day, to our present day, her past. They, in the future, in the year 2719, take her DNA and her memories and her essence and create this android. And the android's name, uh, well, its number is 57821, right? And uh, the android's name is Cindy Mayweather. Right, I remember that. Okay. So Cindy Mayweather is the protagonist of the story, and she is the robotic clone of Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet is in our time. Cindy Mayweather is in... 2719. Okay. And yeah. she is living out some sort of uh like Neo in the Matrix kind of a storyline where she is awakening to this new world, discovering things like love, discovering things like philosophy, discovering things like community, and she takes up the fight for the androids who are being treated uh, poorly, who are being used as slaves, who are being used as servants, who are being denigrated. And uh, she is the one, essentially, right? That's right. going to free that. the champion. Right. And it's, and it's all an allegory for black history in America. But she couches it in this science fiction story about cyborgs and robots and shit, right? Uh, and the idea that she is the one is the idea that she is the one that will make us all one, bring us all together and make us one. So not only is she the one, but so are we, right? So the moral of the story is that we all have the power to change our own destiny. But there's a deep story to it that I really don't have time to get into. <laughs> I feel like you just got into it. No, it's deeper. Yo, she it's says. so much deeper. <laughs> It's so much deeper than that. I feel like you totally just got into it. And she and she and she carries out this story throughout what, like two, three albums. And the first album that she put out was Sweet One. This album is Sweets Two and Three. Tipping on the tightrope can be can be seen as just a fun dance tune, right? Yeah. But if you put it in the context of the story, it's the robot 
learning to navigate through this new world. Okay. It's this, it's Cindy Mayweather learning to navigate through this crazy metropolis that she finds herself in. And she's tipping on the tightrope. And there's people that are rooting for her and there's people that hate her. And she knows there's something special about herself. So she keeps going, right? And so when you take that song and you put it in the context of a story, it stops being just a fun dance number and becomes an integral part of this sci-fi epic that she's crafting. Just like this next tune called Oh Maker. Now in this song, you'll hear the singer asking Oh Maker, what is this? Oh Maker, what is that? And when you take the song by itself, it sounds like it's someone maybe talking to God. But when you put it in the context of the story, it's the robot asking its maker about these feelings that she's feeling. Which would also be its God. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, uh, this one is called Oh Maker from the 2010 release by Janelle Monet, The Ark Android. I hear the drizzle of the rain. It's falling from my window. The corners of my mind I hope that I'll get to see you again La-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da My friend, I hear the colors in the flowers Just like a candle snuffed at dawn You're here, you're near, you're there And then you're gone Yeah, this is the character Cindy Mayweather asking her maker, uh, what is this feeling that I'm feeling, this love that I'm feeling? She's falling in love. I mean, this story has a fucking love interest. This is, this, this is a deep, this is a deep science fiction novella. Right? It is, it is. I like that, a science fiction novella. It is that. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a very well thought out, psychedelic science fiction story. I, I'm honestly, I was hoping that there would be a graphic novel. Hmm. I'd like to see a short, I'd like to see a film, not a short film, but like a film using music. It's like a musical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But with Hollywood she special that, effects. She did that with her with Dirty Computer, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Know? Okay. Right on. <clears throat> yeah. This song uh, is, to me, I heard it. I was like, okay, Lauren Hill. Yeah, this is this is a Lauren. This is from the second half of the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I mean, I get what you're saying. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I do. It, it's it's definitely reminiscent. Very, yeah. very, very familiar. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying that's a knock against it. I'm okay. saying that like her influences are varied, but they're great influences to have. 
Indeed. You know, and what makes this familiar sounding music interesting is not only how well she does each genre, but the science fiction story that she that she has within it. But I can hear all the callbacks and I can't help but think it's intentional because it sounds I mean, there's songs on here. There's one song on here that sounds like a straight up and down pixie song. I mean, I, I agree with you that nothing on this album is new. No, at all. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, every song on this album is going to give you something. Yeah. It is. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I get the Lauryn Hill reference on this one for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's totally there. I believe it's I just, Mushroom. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mushrooms and Roses is the title of the tune that I was talking about that reminds me of the Pixies. I don't remember how that song goes. But uh, I do want to say that despite these songs, or not even despite... Um, regardless to the songs being familiar, they are well executed. Oh my God, yes. And her fucking vocals. Yeah. Her vocals are reminiscent of young Michael Jackson to me. She's got a lot of range as far as on this album. Sure. She's got a lot of range, not just in like how high she can sing or how low she can sing, but like uh, the styles in which she can Mm -hmm. sing. It's everything I love about musical artistry it is i I, it is definitely musical artistry right i also appreciate yeah that aspect or this aspect uh of the record Mm -hmm. i appreciate the concept and the devotion to it yeah she uh, look i i can't pick out artists on each track because the artist list is so long on this and it doesn't say who did what on what song there's a it's but she brought in symphonies she brought in producers. She brought in DJs. Dude, all live went instrumentation. In. They went in. A lot of people helped her craft this music, but the way she executed it and the vision that she had for the story behind it all just makes me love this this woman. She's amazing. She's amazing. This is one of those cinematic albums. Oh my God! Yes. Like hand like, for sure. And it gives you visuals, and uh-huh. it's a whole it's a whole thing. You it's know what it reminds thing. me of is uh, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs um, Princess of Mars series. I've not. It's it, these are older books, but they're but just the the variation in the in the worlds and the and the ideas that she's creating, and it reminds me of that kind of science fiction patchwork. But anyway, the tune is about uh, our the hero android is uh, locked away in some kind of a cell, and the person that she was asking her maker about in the previous song, her love. Uh, comes to rescue her. It's very literal. It's very much a part of the story. It's beautiful. So this is uh, 57821. Early each morning he searched for her Till his feet became bloody and tired Her hologram photo stayed near to him Buried deep in the pits of his heart The look of gray hair that she gave to him Stayed clutched in his fist through the night Dead or alive, she still yearned for him Oh, God. 
That shit's so pretty. It's beautiful. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Celtic folk, folk music. Uh, it, it, there's something about it that gets to me. But the lyrics of this song are so in keeping with the story. It's literally telling the story. It doesn't sound sonically like that. Like sonically, it sounds just like a beautiful Celtic love song. And then when you actually listen to the lyrics, um, uh, the second verse in particular, uh, you'll get the, the gist of what the story's about. It says, uh, cold in the cell, lost and shivering, gunshots in hallways unknown. On the fifth floor, past the blue door, sat chained, 57821. Sir Greendown told his dear Cindy, fight like Achilles in Troy. I will show you the ways that I love you. I saved you so you'd save the world. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Come on. This is deep. Yeah. This gets it deep. <laughs> it is. It's sweet, too. And then the hook, because you're the one, you're the one. It's your time. Lead us all back to one. The sun has come. May your light lead us all back to one. Invisible sum. Here's the book. Now the song has begun. It's like there's mythology here. There is. <laughs> it gets deep. I love it. It's like a it's like a science fiction Tolkien story. It's good. It's oh man. So good. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> and and the musicians that she brought in, the different symphonic elements, the arrangements, the team that she put together, the people that she surrounds herself with. This girl knows what she's doing. This girl uh, is impressive on all fronts. And I've seen her act. I forget in what, but she was, she was had like a small part in something. She can act too. This woman is like a quadruple threat. Yeah. She's, she's been in a few movies. Uh, most notably, I think hidden figures. Ah, okay. Right on. Yeah. I know I've seen her. I've seen her act. She also had like a little gap commercial or whatever, but like she's, uh, she's insanely talented and Indeed. she knows exactly Indeed. what she's doing. And you know what else I love about her, the, the stuff that she's doing, she's putting together these amazing packages for her artwork or for her, for her albums with the artwork. Indeed. Um, and the, the visuals. Yeah. The Afrofuturism is, is a beautiful aesthetic for this kind of a, a story that she's telling. But anyway, uh, so Let's talk about grades. All right. So if you're, I mean, what's your grade for this album? My grade for this album is, uh, I'm going to say it's an A+. It's an A+. Because even though it's familiar, everything is executed so beautifully. And like I said, through her prism, she executed each genre like she's been doing each genre for years. Uh, she even has a song with Of Montreal on here that is just, it's very Of Montreal-esque. You know, just by nature of bringing them in, it becomes an of Montreal song. But she sounds like she's been part of the band for 10 years. Um, I also would give this album an A+. Plus. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with you. It is definitely well executed. I appreciate that she goes through multiple genres and she does it seamlessly. Um, and I appreciate the content, the lyrical content on this album mm -hmm. is dope. Um, they're not always the greatest, but the content is is good. Yeah. There's heft to it that is beautiful. Especially and if you sit down and listen to it all at once and you pay attention to the story. It's like it, it really is uh, 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 a, 
a sound movie, right? Um, it it it's definitely a very visual album. Um, I would love a graphic novel. Yeah, I would. I'd be all about it. Um, I'd love a movie. I'd, I I want to see a movie or a play. Um, a, I don't know about a play. A movie might be cool, but I don't know about a play. Um, but I definitely give this album an A plus. Lyrical content, um, execution, uh, familiarity in this album is is a plus to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all around dopeness. Yeah. Oh, super I give dope. this album an A plus. So two A pluses for the Arc Android 2010 release from Janelle Monet. And if you're into it, check out uh, Metropolis 2008. That was the first part to arc android which is parts two and three of metropolis uh the story about cindy mayweather the android um so what album did i give you for this episode so so like i mentioned earlier uh you gave me rainbow children or the rainbow children um by prince yeah uh this album came out in what 2001 yeah um so it's a it's a throwback for sure. 2001. It's like his 27th studio release though. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. It's his like 27th release. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, man. You're close. It's his 24th ah, full length. I knew I was close. Uh, full length studio album. I mean, situation. come on. Uh, from from the late 70s to early 2000, putting out 24 records. That's like a record a year, man. I mean, that's a ridiculous number of records to have out, but or full length <laughs> albums to have out like and that's not including all the stuff he I, didn't play for us like let me take that back vault, i don't want to you know? say ridiculous it's impressive let it's me say impressive that. it's impressive um when i said ridiculous i meant it in that way but sometimes people take things wrong way so sure. it's impressive yes it's impressive that's an impressive quantity of albums but it's also not counting have, all the stuff that he kept in in the vault kept from us right 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 i mean God damn. That's an impressive Prolific. fucking quantity of, of albums it to is. have written and produced and putting out mm-hmm. and, and putting and put out. <laughs> um, that is a that is definitely a testament to his brilliance. Oh, yeah. And to his gifts. Plural. Yes. Gifts. His many, many gifts. I mean, this is a, this is also one of the records that he did most of everything on, even though it sounds like. He's got a whole band. Some of it was recorded live at some of his out or at some of his shows, but uh, mostly, again, if you look at the credits in the in the liner notes, it says like written, performed, arranged, blah 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 by Prince, as does as do most of his albums. Indeed, uh, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, he he did everything on this album. There are a few guest artists mm-hmm. and or. Uh, guest performers artists whatever and i will mention those people but yeah he per usual he (laughs) predominant he played most of everything he dominated oh yeah um and again just a testament to his brilliance and to his gifts the sheer multiple gifts power (laughs) of that little alien I guess Man. I shouldn't say multiple gifts because if you say gifts, that's already plural. Yeah, <laughs> that he's. But I mean, what a fucking alien god! Like, I don't know how. Do, how do you? What a talented bastard! That's, yeah, that's all to that. A pretty beautiful. A, I, I shouldn't call him a bastard, but what a talented a sexy man! Sexy little talented fucker. 
<laughs> he was a fucker. He fucked some beautiful motherfuckers too. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, and he always gave the he gave like the funniest names to his girlfriends, like fucking Apollonia, Carmen Electra. She sounded like a superhero. Fucking Carmen Electra. That is a oh no, Electra no, is a superhero. Electra is, is a superhero, is, but I'm saying like he you know, I dub the Carmen Electra. <laughs> I mean it's Prince if he gives you a name though you might you as well will, you will from here on out be known as Apollonia <laughs> you will be known as Vanity yeah man like uh, it was an interesting character he's an interesting character but this, you know, like I said this record grabbed me because uh, first off the artwork um, which was pretty amazing featuring an all girl band which was kind of cool that's why I thought that's what I thought I was getting was like this all-girl band, some kind of a weird jazz group, but uh, turned out to be Prince, which I had no idea. Um. Okay. First of all, let me just let me just say this: it's hard. It's going to be hard, and it might not be possible for me to merely talk about uh, three tunes as we normally do. So there's going to be a couple of honorable mentions, folks. Be ready. But uh, all right. The first song I want to talk about is going to be The Sensual Ever After. fretless bass fair enough i love fretless basses um, I, I i i dig the fretless bass in the song i wanted to i i the song i chose because it's sonically pleasing oh my god it's such it's it's really pretty and it um it's a little different than the other tunes on the album yeah yeah um this song starts out with him speaking through this vocal effects process or situation which honestly that 
was hard for me. Got it gets on my nerves. That it was does. hard for me this album. But when you put it in the context of again like the Janelle Monet album when you put it in context of the the story that he's trying to tell here, the concept of the album, it kind of works in the whole. Conceptually, I get it. Sure. But I it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be honest, it bothered me when I first put the album on. The very first song on the album starts out with him speaking yeah. through this. Yeah. And it it initially it was hard for me to listen mm-hmm. and to actually hear Get what he was it. saying yeah. to find out what the what the logic and the reason was behind utilizing yep. this effects this effect and, and what he was it, trying to convey. Not only is it a super deep voice, it's slowed down. So yes. it makes it even harder so to follow. So it's really yeah. hard yeah, yeah, to yeah, listen yeah. and to follow. Mm-hmm. And my my gut instinct was to fast forward to fast the music. Forward, yeah. Just, <laughs> just get away from uh-huh. it. Um, but I'm glad that I made it past that because had I done that, I would have missed what this album was about and mm-hmm. what he was trying to convey. Yeah. Basically the rainbow children are the chosen people uh-huh. and they are becoming aware mm. of their knowledge. Uh, and there is a person, a wise one who is intended to lead the people, educate the people, um, and very comparable to the Janelle Monet album uh, and concept. Uh, the wise one meets uh, a woman, falls in love. Uh, there's an enemy. Uh, the enemy are the banished ones. Um, anyway, there's this whole thing. And it's 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 worth listening to, and it's worth getting past the... Uh-huh the sound and the annoyance that comes with that vocal effect because ladies and gentlemen or folks you don't expect it especially coming from prince you expect weird things and you get those things at times but the voice compared to what happens in the album Mm -hmm. musically Mm -hmm. is at times uh Conflicting, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with yes. you. I'm with you. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, the first few times I listened to this record, getting through that was tough. That's I just the hardest some, part. I wanted some Prince music. I wanted some funky, jazzy stuff, because that's what the album was giving me musically. So mm-hmm. I would always skip to those parts. Mm-hmm. It took me a couple months to actually sit down and listen from beginning to end what this record was. And it took me a minute to realize it was even a concept record, that right. there was even a story behind Cause it. Because it just... You, you, you just... You just go through it. Uh-huh. Like you just go through it like boom. Okay, well let's said I don't know where this is going next. Yeah. Next yeah, yeah. to get to the things that you expect from Prince and that you want to hear. Right. Um and I I felt the same way about this album. I also wanted to mention this song. I, I wanted to mention this song because it's sonically pleasing. I wanted to mention it because it highlights the weird vocal effect mm-hmm. um aspect of this album that I don't enjoy, but that once you get past it, you know, it yeah. It's it's worth listening. So this is it's your experience with the record condensed it, into one condensed song. Condensed into one song, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I want to mention, and I'm surprised that you didn't mention this or catch this or at some point say this to me because it to me it was fucking blatant. But this song, the sensual ever after, is incredibly reminiscent to me of tunes, well, actually a specific tune from that album you gave me a while back that Thomas Dolby Flat Earth album. Ah, uh, yeah. 
This yeah, song, the beginning of this song, once you get past the, vo- the, the vocoder situation uh-huh. or the, the vocal effect, once you get past the speaking, the music of this song gives me a strong touch of screen kiss. Yes, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. I agree. Um, it gives I me a really strong touch I of screen kiss. I didn't put that together when, uh, when we were just playing it even. Uh, but there is a familiarity there that I mm-hmm. wasn't picking up on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I the thing that stuck out to me about that album or that song was his his soloing. It's like there's no vocals on this song, but you don't miss it. No, his guitar. His guitar is, is the lead singer of the song. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. He even does like you know uh, uh, he does he doubles his his solo so that he's he's harmonizing mm-hmm. with it. And uh, and then there's that nice fretless bass solo that's just so warm. And it it, it I love it. I love fretless bass. It it's it, it feels good in my tummy. It does. I love. <laughs> All right, I fair love enough. the way it slides around, man. And it just it 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 feels like the warmth of my childhood. To be perfectly honest with you, it All does. Right. It does. There's something about a fretless bass. Uh, so, um, I feel you on the fretless bass, love. It doesn't do the tummy thing as deep, but I get I get your love, <laughs> and I'm with it. Um, so yeah, that's I, I, that's why I wanted to mention that song sure. for a multitude of reasons. The next song, yeah, that I want to mention, um, I want to mention it more so because there's there's moments in it that make me giggle um, with his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that shit is just witty. Some of that shit is corny. But overall, the shit makes me Hold smile. On, let me guess. Just let me guess. Are we talking about mellow? We are. Uh, and I, it's, and I, I want to talk about this song. It's a good song and all that type of stuff. But I really want to talk about this song for one line that tickled me really deeply. There's a few. There's so a ladies few. and gentlemen, Mellow. want to get lost in the mellow, mellow of my mind. Chop a tree, pay the cost. I'd rather have a glass of you. That's fine. Around seven, chill in your favorite chair. You can watch a tape of this mellow after party. Macy and Carmen were there. Besides, you know, you know, it takes a while for me to do my hair. This song is definitely mellow and sexy. Uh, okay, and this song sexy. Is sexy as shit. Um, he has some lines <laughs> in this song, yo, though. Yo, I love We're, it. I'm talking about this song because of the lines. Oh, 
I, I mean, let me not take away from the fact that it is well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the musicianship is, I mean, it's Prince, so I don't even need to. I don't need to. That's in, that's already. Yeah. That's known. Yeah. That's the of known. Of course. So let's talk about things that this man says in this song. <laughs> so the reason that I wanted to mention the song is because this dude had a line in this song that touched me deeply. Can I sing to you while you bring yourself to joy? Mm. Now, that that line alone yes. touched me yeah. and made this song worthy yes. of a mention yeah. for me, definitely. Just that line alone? That line alone. As a singer. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'll give you just a touch of tea. As a Ooh, singer spill it. and a voyeur. <laughs> letting me sing to you uh-huh. while you bring yourself to joy. That sounds good. Is right. That sounds good. That yeah. sounds like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Let's do that. Yep. How about that? And uh, I'd like to throw out a couple of mentions on this record, the, or in the song. The first being that he takes like four measures maybe to sing one line and that line is besides you know it takes a while for me to do my hair <laughs> he did say that he did he did say that and then he went on to say uh where you want to eat tonight babe i know this dope spot called one another how cheesy is that how how, how bad is that it's uh, bad but it's good excuse when sung by prince it's fucking sexy dude is what that is dude it's that's sexy. one of the lines where i'm like dude what but it's funny and it Look. This this song I'm mentioning for lines alone. Listen, check out this song and pay play, pay pay close attention to the lyrics because you might find your next few <laughs> pickup lines. Girl, <laughs> let me girl, let me get at you. Lines. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Hey boy, what's your number? Yeah. Lines. You might find them right here in this song. Uh-huh. I just want you to know. Yeah. This is all Macadocious Pimpalicious. Insanely smooth. Insanely mellow. Like you said, there's a lot of cheese on this one, but it's oh, delicious cheese. It's, me- man. it's, it's, it's melted fucking, cheese. It's, it's good, good melted cheese. It's good cheese. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just that song. Literally, I needed to mention that song for the lines. Mm-hmm. I want to mention this album for the musicianship exhibited throughout. I feel um, the, like the, the album is definitely. I feel like Prince is a, at a at a at a level killing. He's at a level that is is untouchable on this album as far as like his arrangements and his ideas and his artistry. There's a lot of religion on the record. Uh it doesn't it, it it actually does. It gets a little too preachy sometimes, but when it's couched in such delicious funk and such good grooves, you can't help but like I he got me singing about fucking Jesus <laughs> on willing to do the work, which is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I was actually gonna mention that song. Oh, you uh, were? Yeah, I oh, like the really? work. Yeah, willing to do the work is a good one. It uh, the work is a little. It it becomes a little gospely, but it's. It does. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a really good song. It's funky as fuck. Holy it's a Christ, mover. is it funky? It's a mover. Um, so I definitely, as I said, there was going to be some honorable mentions. In fact, I'm just going to just put let, it out, get them all out there Do now. It. Do it, right and quick. Then we'll, and then we'll go into your last one. Um, so the work is an honorable mention. Yes, please. Um, yes, it's funky. It's definitely a great fucking tune, and uh, I also like what it's about. Um, and you can apply the work or willing to do the work mm-hmm. to anything in the in, song. It's in, about religion in the right. song. It's about working on your religion and working on your it's spirituality. About, well, it, I, I took it a little further than that. Like instead of just focusing on religion, I took it on willing to do the work 
within yourself. Yeah, sure. In general, you know well, what I mean. I mean, broad Willing strokes. To do the work. Broad strokes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, I also want to mention um, Muse to the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. That is another sweet, mellow pocket. It is uh, in the on the album. And it's a really pretty song, and I really enjoyed it. So I want you to check that out. Also, I want to mention um, that song. It's it's a key part of the story. Yeah, a lot of stories this episode. There's another song on here that I want to mention that I thought was really, really sonically pleasing and dope. Uh, Digital Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that tune. Yeah, and then Everywhere. It's a really positive song. And it's it's uh, again. I like the lyrics. Uh-huh. I like me too. I like what it's about. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and while I'm more a spiritual person, I guess than religious, the themes of religion on the record don't pull me out of it. Uh, I don't feel like I'm I'm listening to music made for someone else. I mean, even though it probably I, uh, is, right? there is a lot of religion in this. And a lot. There's a lot of religion to this album. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention that this album was put out. And obviously conceived and whatnot at a time when Prince had just had recently converted yeah, to, to um, Jehovah's to being a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. And so, um, I, oh, I just want to point out right quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that this was different than this album was different than um, previous other yeah, albums previous in albums. his previous body of work. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this though, and I don't. I, I think you might have forgotten about this album. But this is not Prince's first um, venture into a jazzier no. realm. Um, you know, like because in in 1994 he put out an album called Come, sure. and that that yeah. al- that album was definitely jazz. There was a little. It was bit, heavy yeah. jazz. There was a heavy jazz influence. Stripped. It was a stripped down kind of a thing. Like when he applied jazz to that album, I feel like it was more sparse. I feel like it was kind of a seasoning on that album. On this album, it's more the main course. So. Those are the the honorable mentions. Um, again, honorable mentions. The work, Muse to the Pharaoh, and Everywhere. Great songs. Great songs. Check them out. Yeah. Um, the last song that I want to talk about. Uh huh. Oh, really oh, quick. What? Another thing I just mm-hmm. want to point out. Please. Um, in that song, Mellow. Mm, I love that song. There's songs just like you you mentioned in the about the Janelle Monae album that there are moments of familiarity. Sure. There are moments of familiarity for me on this album. Okay. Uh, the beginning of Mellow is one of those moments. That simple. Da-dum. Ah, so smooth. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, damn, that's familiar. It triggered something. What it triggered and what it immediately brings to mind for me is the 1971 tune, People Make the World Go Round by the Stylistics. Oh, okay. That boom, doom, Uh boom, doom. Anyway. um, All right. There's another, the last song that I want to talk about on this album also gives me a familiar feel. The opening chords of this song are dead ass the opening chords for Daydreaming by Aretha Franklin. Really? This song, uh, it's called She Loves Me For Me. Uh, I like what it's about. I like the lyrics. Um, and it it got me immediately because of the warmth of those familiar so chords. So good. Uh, she Loves Me For Me from Princess Rainbow Children. Ooh, this one, I can be what I want. Another 300 melodies There's just three Cause this one She loves me for me mm-hmm. This one I don't even have 
opening that opening chord walk up totally gives me daydreaming by Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. Um, so that pulled me in. Sure. Um, just by hearing that, because I'm a fan of that song. I grew up literally leaning against a speaker in my living room, mm-hmm. listening to Aretha Franklin and doing my absolute best to mimic those sounds. I can see that. Um, so to hear that, just those that, that those brief seconds of that was automatically like heart warm, warm for me. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> and then to you, you, it plays out. The music is beautiful. What he's saying is fantastic. Um, it's just a winner. Oh, you know, it's, it's it's an all around winner. It's so sweet. It's uh, you know, he's just saying this woman loves me for me. For me, not because I'm I famous, be, not because yeah, I'm prince, but I, I can, can just be, be whoever me. I am. Yeah. And she rocks with me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, fuck. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a person that wants them for them? Mm-hmm. Not for their potential, not for their achievements, but for who you who are, are as a person. That's yeah. everybody's fantasy, I assume. I shouldn't I probably shouldn't make that assumption, but <laughs> I think most people yeah. are looking for that, you know, want that in I their agree. life. So it's a theme that we can all resonate with. Yes. Um I'm glad that you gave me this album. I'm glad that I was able to get past my initial ugh, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the the voice. I'm glad that I uh, that you had the liner notes, yeah, and so I that I could read notes. things and get a better understanding of the story and mm-hmm. the the whole concept behind now, it. Now, when you said liner notes, I didn't give you a digital copy of no, the liner notes. No, you had the CD and you gave me the booklet. The booklet. The throwback booklet. Yeah. Ladies man. and gentlemen, you don't get to see those very often <laughs> uh, in this day and age. So I was thankful for that. Um, really quickly, before we stop discussing this album and before I give it a grade, um, we've been taking time out to mention contributing musicians yeah and i want to do that for this album as well um because there are some key players on this album and i mentioned the song everywhere one of the reasons that i i I chose that song as an honorable mention is because of the woman uh who opens the song the the vocals that started off um so i'm going to talk about i'm going to mention her and I'm gonna mention the musicians, the few the who few, actually right, the, the handful, few, the handful, because he literally majority of this album, ninety percent of this album, he did himself. The recording, the instrumentation, ninety percent of this was done by him and, it's and not him stripped alone. Down, it's full and lush no, it's and full thick. on. Yeah. Um. So the the vocals that I enjoyed on Everywhere are done by a woman named Femi Jaya. Um, so shout out to you, Femi, you made everywhere an honorable mention for me. Um, there was a touch of Larry Graham on bass. Yeah. Larry Graham is a longtime Prince collaborator. Right. Um, and I think, I, 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 I think Larry Graham is also a part of him or was a part of him finding his spiritual, his spiritual, spiritual spiritual groove. Yeah. Um, so Larry Graham did a, he played bass on, uh, I think one or two songs, Mm -hmm. not the whole album. As we mentioned, Prince did, you know, most of the the Mm -hmm. instrumentation on this. Um, there was some horns by a horn group called the horn heads. Yeah. Um, shout out to them. Yes. Um, 
There was also uh, some flute and some sax uh, soprano that was played by Naji. Naji is a, a respected artist in his own realm and right uh when it comes to i don't know what is it i guess you say smooth jazz sure yeah probably naji naji has a has a a hand in the smooth jazz realm yeah uh he's in the he's in he's in your your kenny g uh-huh type of situation i'm not a fan of the music but those cats are talented they so. are very talented yeah. uh and there i think there's a a spoken word uh piece mm-hmm. that happens and that's done by a gentleman named mr hayes um, and the drums, mm-hmm. which are a crucial element to this album, uh, were excellently done or expertly done. Expertly. Let me say that. Were expertly done by a gentleman named John Blackwell. Johnny B. John so, Blackwell. Yes, indeed. You know, you hear a lot of instrumentation on this record and I literally only named one, two, mm-hmm. three. I literally only named three yeah. contributing three contributing musicians, and it's and it's the rest is. Proof. I mean, you know, four I if, got four see... because you we can include the horn heads. Yeah, you know, true. so four contributing musicians. Yeah, I got to see John Blackwell play for Prince uh, with a woman named Rhonda Smith on bass. Dope. And oh my god, that rhythm section was so fucking tight. Oh, it was so tight. It was like right after this album came out, that's when Rhonda started playing with him and John Blackwell became his solid drummer for a while. So good. So look, if you had to grade this album, The Rainbow Children by Prince, one of his, one of the only albums he put out without his name on it. True. What would you give it? Um, you know what? I'm going to give this album an A. An A? An A. Just middle A, not a minus or a plus. I'm going to give it a middle A. Okay. Um, I, I'll be honest, it probably would have been a plus for me if the vocal effect maybe yeah. were different. Yeah, sure. Because I, I, I get the need for it mm-hmm. and the usage of it. Yeah. Well, something I just, he's done for years. He's messed yeah. around with speeding up vocals yes. and slowing yes. down vocals. Yeah. But it's just something about this particular sound for me that's just off-putting. Sure. So as a Me result too. of that, I'm going to give it a solid A because it's, I mean, it, it is Prince. Mm-hmm. It is beautifully done. Um, I support the concept. I appreciate concepts. Me too. Um, I really do because that takes a lot of, of effort and creativity and thought and plot and planning. It does. Adding to, another layer. To have it yeah. and to execute it in a way where people get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's We all have ideas, but articulating those ideas is often difficult. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all have thoughts and feelings and all that type of shit, but our biggest hindrance with all of that is our way of expressing that and articulating that. Mm. And I really, really, really fucking dig and respect when an artist can do that and convey that to the fucking masses. Well said. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that is no small feat. No, it's not. People, that is no small fucking feat. Because not only are you, not only are you writing, composing, uh, performing, uh, the music and recording it, engineering, mixing, mastering. Right. You're also adding that extra layer of storytelling. And when you have that running throughout an entire album, you have to write the songs with all of that in mind. Right. Every it's, every uh, piece of every everything yeah. becomes a piece of the puzzle. Uh-huh. 
You know, um, you can't just write a song here, write a song there, put them together. And make nah, an album. nah. It's a, it's a story. It's a path that you have to follow. And you, yeah. And you have to stick to that and build it. You're building and yes. following the path at the same time. Yes. It's yes. pretty amazing. Yeah, I agree. So that is, that's another layer of creativity. That's another layer of mm. work. That's another layer of dedication. And to be frank, it's another layer that that artist is peeling back mm. from themselves, allowing us to view. Yeah. Yeah. And you for, know what I mean? And, and when it comes to a prince who's already so reclusive, reclusive and, 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 and secretive, he, and, he was a very secretive person. Uh, so for, for him, when we get pieces of him through his music, it makes it even, even more special. Right? I agree. And for that reason, I give this album an A plus only be, while I do get irritated by that same sound and by the voice I'm going to give the album an A plus only because it balances that out with arrangement and emotion and uh, musicianship in a way that his previous albums hadn't gotten to me. Bet. Um, So our two albums for this episode, we both dig and we have, we both both given them uh, positives or A's. I mean, Um, your album, talk about two artists that deserve to be listened to, like need to be listened to bet. And also, I mean, Janelle Monae was heavily, has, has been heavily influenced by Prince. Of course he, uh, prior to passing, he began to mentor and take an interest in her. And he definitely contributed to her growth as an artist. I feel like there was a passing of the torch in a way, in a way, Right. Um, yeah, in a way. Yeah. So we give we both give this album well, I give this album a solid A. a you give it an A plus. A plus. We both and then gave for Janelle Monet, you gave a it plus. Yeah, we both gave those album yeah. A pluses. So ladies and gentlemen, these past few episodes we've really been feeling our music. My, take away the Jamiroquai situation because ah, that. that was not I a love fan. That record. <laughs> but we've really been digging these albums and it's been it's really been a pleasure to talk about them. Yeah. Not that it isn't always, but sure. it's really been a pleasure to talk about these albums. Um, as usual, we would love for you guys to give us your feedback. Mm-hmm. When you listen to our episodes, send us a message on Twitter, send us a message on Instagram, um, we what, are we where, are still utilizing what Facebook. Are those those addresses. Where can they get us? First of all, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check us out, just Google Highly Heard, and all of our stuff will come up. But we're on Instagram, Highly Heard. We're on Twitter at Heard Highly. Uh, we're on Facebook, Highly Heard. We don't have a Snapchat. I don't know if we need one. Mm, I don't know. Uh, you tell us. We're not. We're not you big. tell us what other social media teenagers. members or things we need to join. Um, our podcast is available on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher. Um, we love you. We love this. <laughs> <laughs> I got bubble mouth. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks for tuning in to episode 16 of Highly Heard, friends. Uh, the podcast where we dig for music so you don't have to. Peace. Peace. Tough tits to those turtles traversing through testicular turbulence.